0: Everybody welcome in. It is the
1: Thursday drive. Hope everybody doing well. and overcast and actually a few sprinkles on the way in this afternoon. Uh, this uh looks like really today is the highest chance of rain for a while. We're going to keep temperatures in the upper 70s to low 80s for at least another week. You know what's going to happen? Uh it's going to be this way through next week. Then spring breaks going to hit. <laughs> just in time probably for some ridiculous cold spell but i mean enjoy it if you can uh right now because uh, the weather weather is a uh, very spring like as a matter of fact it's so spring like a couple of the people that i work with on campus are coming down with their uh, uh allergies mm. because things that are not yeah. supposed to be blooming in february are already blooming so we,
2: we, we had a couple weeks there where it got warm in the middle of the week, like into the seventies, uh-huh. and then and the it was really would be cold nasties. every weekend. Yep.
1: It's just like teasing you. It's like, oh, you can't wait till the weekend, <laughs> then the weekend comes and the weather's bad. But uh, but yeah, it looks like the weather this weekend's going to be great, uh, and and we have tickets for the for the uh, newly home series for Auburn baseball. Auburn, of course, was uh, we we were talking about it yesterday. Auburn was heading out to the West Coast to take on Southern Cal in a three-game series. And freakish winter-like weather, winter weather in Southern California uh, was really jeopardizing that series. And it didn't look like they'd be able to play, for sure, three games. So the uh, two schools, two sides, coaches got together. And Southern Cal is coming to Auburn. So uh, today, tickets went on sale to the general public uh, through yesterday afternoon. Season ticket holders had an opportunity to buy tickets, but a lot of season ticket holders had made other plans uh, for this weekend. So there were uh, tickets, there were, and I believe there still are, tickets available um, through the Auburn Ticket Office, but I'll tell you where else tickets are available, and that is right here, and they are absolutely free. We have tickets for friday saturday and sunday so if you would like a pair of tickets to any of those games six o'clock tomorrow two o'clock saturday one o'clock sunday just call in and we will we will give tickets away um for a while uh, until until we start running short in supply if we start getting short on one day we'll let you know but you can come by and pick them up anytime i mean you can either do it today while we're on the air or anytime tomorrow during regular business hours so um so so I, I see the phone's already lighting up so we better go ahead and take care of the business letting you know in case you're listening and don't know the phone number the hotline is brought to you by kia of auburn on south college and kia of com. kia of auburn where you're always number one and they're also the sponsor of our number one so that's uh, you get through by calling 334 321 1390. And Drew is busy right now manning the phones as we start uh, handing out tickets. Free, I tell you what, free tickets. Because here's the deal. Um, let me tell you, first of all, it was, it was great. And that was Justin, Justin Ferguson that Hello. you heard. And by the way, Carter Bird hanging around after going solo. At least you weren't, you weren't really solo. Well, thank, you. You, you had, you had, uh, Jack, for most of the hour, then you had a guest there at the end. Yeah, so. Jack,
2: Jack called in. I was expecting to get one segment out of him. He, he yeah, gave you got, got three. three. And then uh, had Chris Gordy on there at the very end of, of the uh, show, and, his, and we talked a little bit all over basketball. We yeah, talked sure. about the Brandon Miller thing because it's – The the dominant
1: storyline. Oh, yeah, no question about it. And, I mean, the fact that he goes out and puts up 41 of Alabama's 78 in a two-point win at South Carolina last night didn't exactly slow the talk down. Shines
2: a brighter light on it, if nothing else.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer with us for at least uh, the next 90 minutes or so, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I need to i i've said that twice now duck out or dip out let's do let's do Duck out. out or yeah, yes out yeah that, that's I, better. I have to i have to, I have that's to safer. leave a little early yes exactly yeah. <laughs> uh i have to leave a little early so, other, yes. so i uh so I'll, I'll miss the last 30 but yeah um hi it's a, it's been a pretty, pretty uh wild i mean like we were talking about it um about uh, about an hour ago with bruce pearl it's like uh, those eight o'clock tips mean a pretty quick turnaround, uh, and it was a, it was a, a pretty quick night and a pretty quick morning for Auburn basketball as they got to get ready to play. Yeah. once again, they're going to play another team in Kentucky uh, that is playing good basketball right now. Yeah,
1: you play a late night game on Wednesday, then you're on the road to Lexington, so uh, mm-hmm. they'll they'll be out they'll be out of here. What leaving first thing tomorrow or are they leaving? tomorrow afternoon after yeah, practice? Okay. Yeah, All right.
3: Yeah, they will they will uh, leave tomorrow afternoon after practice. So yeah. It, a win you absolutely had to have last night against yep. against Ole Miss avoided disaster
4: wasn't pretty there. Uh-uh.
1: but it was a win and you look around this league yep. and there I mean it's it's been crazy we're talk, we're talking about it a little yesterday Carter I mean you just don't know I mean LSU beats Vandy mm-hmm. South Carolina had Alabama um, so which ones do you need well here there's Friday I'm gonna hand I'm handing tickets to to Drew there's Saturday. And here is and here is Sunday, so we can keep those separate. But uh but yeah, I mean uh just just to get when you, just getting wins, being nine and six yeah. right now, you look around at, at some of the losses we've seen uh throughout the season, but especially here over the last couple of weeks, and it's crazy.
3: It it is. And for Auburn, I think, you know, you didn't want to be in that position at all in the in the game. There's reasons why they were in that position. But you know, to get a win where instead of falling fallen down the stretch where they have not closed games well and they have had, had problems in the final few minutes, yes, it was against Ole Miss, but to get a game where it's like, okay, you can get the defensive stops, you can get the big plays late and actually come out with a win, right. that should do some some things for this team's confidence because I, I would imagine they're going to be in, in another close uh, game here in the, I mean, this next week. And eight. All right,
1: let, let, me say, let me say one thing. I'm going to jump right in here because Drew is going crazy. We're about to <laughs> cut off the... First come, first serve. The caller who's on the phone right now, okay, you're gonna get your tickets. If your phone if the call hasn't been answered, we'll give away some more tickets later, but we've got to let the dust sort of settle now mm-hmm. and see what tickets we have. So uh so if if you're if you're wanting tickets for this weekend's Auburn Southern Cal, um we we will we will give some away in just a little while. But Drew the The call you're on right now. Let the caller know we'll give some more away in just a little while. We'll sort of assess what we have. All right, now um, go ahead, Carter. I'm sorry, sorry to jump in that i just oh, I just good. didn't want the phone continually <laughs> ringing yeah, was and us be promising more tickets than yeah, we had.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I was all I was going to say was to Justin's point about. Closing out a close game and getting a win, kind of getting over that hump. We haven't seen What did I
1: say yesterday though? I said, Well, you know, it would be good to do that. You'd really rather not do it against Ole Miss. But hey, at least but at least when it came to that situation, they did it. I mean Auburn
2: hadn't had a single digit SEC win since January fourteenth against Mississippi State. Like they've 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 won by a lot. So I mean it's they've they've only had three single digit SEC wins since conference play started. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was... uh, It's good for them to get in a situation where they were able to actually close out a close game at the end and get a win, and maybe that actually gives you a little bit of confidence going into this really tough final three games.
1: Yeah, no no question about it. I mean, till last night, um, you know, it, it looked as though the first four minutes of the second half that Auburn was just going to go ahead and yeah. take care of business, put Ole Miss away when they get up by 12.
3: Yeah, this was a game where, I wrote about it today, plus The Observer plus minus can lie to you. It can be a bad stat sometimes. Oh, I, but thought sometimes pretty, I thought it was really fair last
5: one.
1: night.
3: Every one of Auburn's starters are in the positives and plus-minus by a, by a decent am- amount. Every one of the bench players in the negatives. When Ole Miss went on their runs, and, and the big run in the middle of the second half, the good runs they had in the first half, it was with the reserves on the floor. Auburn's reserves, their bench, didn't do much in this game. Katie Johnson had his first really rough game in a while. Didn't get much from Chris Moore. Leor Berman had to play some extended minutes because of Allen Flanagan's foul trouble. It wasn't a great run from him. Didn't get a ton out of Dylan Carwell and and, and uh, Trey Donaldson like you, you you may usually get from them. So it was really Auburn had to lean on their starters. They played pretty much the final six minutes of the game together. Uh, Jani Broom and, and Wendell Green Jr. played the final eleven minutes together, and I mean those two guys were exceptional in this game. But yeah, you you want more from your from your bench. Um, you you want to be able to not have to lean so hard on your starters. But I mean. Last 10 minutes, the fourth quarter, if you will, of this game. Jedi Broom and Wendell Green Jr. were outstanding. Oh,
1: yeah, the last last five or six minutes, I mean, it yeah. was uh, it was it was tremendous. I mean, Bur- Wendell 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 had what twelve or thirteen in the last uh, six minutes. Yeah,
3: thirteen points,
1: perfect seven to seven from the free throw line from him. And that's that's what you've got to have out of the guy that's that's holding the ball. He had he had sort of struggled with his mm-hmm. free throw struggle for him. Yeah, at the free throw line the last few games, and I thought that was really big last night. Huge
6: for
3: him, and then Jedi Broom. Final ten minutes of the game, he has five blocks mm-hmm. uh, and uh, six. I believe it was six points, five boards, five blocks, uh, and uh, and a steal and an assist. Had that big assist, that little high low uh, after the offensive rebound down there to Wendell Green to give him the. lead. Those two guys. I mean, when both of them are clicking like they like like they're capable of of clicking. Auburn's a really tough team to beat, and they needed every bit uh, mm-hmm. of it from them. Uh, down the stretch, not to take anything away, I thought Zeb Jasper had a great game on defense. I uh, hit a couple of big shots. Alan Flanagan had a really good game, a couple of monster dunks from him, mm-hmm. and then Jalen Williams had an excellent first half yeah
1: J- Jalen the last couple of games has had a great first half
3: mm-hmm. it 's just can you get that a little bit more but it 's your starters your starters play well enough to win by double digits. your bench that's i mean right. your, your your bench puts you in a position to to struggle and, and that 's the that 's the thing you you had enough. And your starters came through, played well together. Big thing for me. Got the stops on defense. On yeah. stretch, there
1: was that run there mm-hmm. in the second half when Ole Miss couldn't miss. Oh yeah, when they they it was a twenty-five-nine stretch. Yeah, I mean fifteen,
3: thirteen o, fifteen o at yeah. one point.
1: 15 yeah. to twenty-five-nine. 15, it went. Yeah, but I mean that's what stretched it from down. From from they were down ten, up, yeah, up twelve. I mean, mm-hmm. Auburn was up twelve to down yeah. four. They that was a you know, Ole Miss outscored Auburn by sixteen, and Auburn helped them out with just some very careless turnovers yeah, in there as well.
3: And, and some of the stars can share the blame in that as well. But it was very. Very lackadaisical, I think. And then effort-wise, I mean, Ole Miss is a really good rebounding team. Yeah. Uh, they crashed the boards really, really they hard. They
2: dominated Auburn on the boards yes. for the first, especially 30 minutes. 17 offensive rebounds in that game for yeah. Ole Miss.
3: It, it, it was very lopsided in that regard. But then, again, final five or six yeah. minutes, Auburn was the it better team. They got much team. closer. I mean,
2: yeah. it was
1: like 32-17 to 17 in rebounds yeah. one time when I looked up there. And it ended up... You know, within ten, but that's not good. You still don't want <laughs> right. to get a rebound. So again,
3: About like that. you don't, you don't want to be in that position when you're playing a team like Ole Miss. But you win the game, um, you take a little bit of a dip in the net rankings because it was such a close win against a, in a quad three game. But um, you're still firmly in position, and now everything's kind of lined up in front of Auburn right now. You run the numbers. Um, there's going to be, uh, you know, I, tomorrow. Our the Mailbag Observer. I'm going in detail with all these scenarios, but basically. If you run all the numbers from um, what happens the rest of the season, it's basically this: win one of these last three, you're in the NCAA tournament. For That's, sure, it's,
1: it's, for sure. You lose all three, you might you, be in the tournament, but you better win. You, you better win, win a game yes. in the in the you SEC lose tournament. All
3: three, I, I ran I ran this today with some simulations. You lose all three, you need a win in Nashville. Yeah, I agree. And you might be playing in Dayton right. in, in, in in the you know, first four in. So I mean, or, you know, the first four actually last four in. Um, so this is a. This is what what you got for Auburn: Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee. Obviously, Alabama is going to be the toughest of that matchup. But we have, you know, you played really well with them at home. Bama struggled uh, with with South Carolina last night. It's not impossible. Kentucky, though, this next one coming up. Man, they're
1: they're playing better right now. They're
3: playing a lot better basketball. And for Auburn, it's going to be one of those things where, as Bruce Pearl said last night, if you rebound like you did against Ole Miss against Kentucky, you'll get beat by forty and Rupp because they are the best Mm -hmm. rebounding team. Not only in the SEC, also I, they the might be three the best
1: three-point shooting team in the league.
3: Yeah, and, and they don't take a ton. I know but when they do, they yep. they they make them count. Sheboy's playing some of his best ball of the year right now. So really, really good stretch here for 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 Kentucky. They're playing a hot team. You get, I mean, Auburn's only won twice in Rupp ever. Uh, yep. It hadn't been done in thirty-five years, so they're laying it all out there. Like this is. Not a. This is not a must-win game on Saturday, but, man, you'd feel a lot more comfortable, man, what kind of momentum boost you could get if you could do something that only two other Auburn teams have ever done before.
1: That's Justin Ferguson. We've got uh, Bill and Carter. Drew at the controls, we're going to give uh, everybody a little bit of a break. We'll, we'll let you know where we stand. We will give away more baseball tickets, and we'll get to the phone with Matt right after our first break here on the Thursday Drive. Coming
0: system the
4: car stereo shop want to upgrade your system never a better time hey it's steve at the car stereo shop in auburn and if you're considering upgrading any of your sound systems whether it's an atv suv pickup truck or boat we have a store full of quality products at internet pricing come by the store at 1914 Opelika road and see what the car stereo shop has for you
0: The drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
1: Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday afternoon. 19 minutes after 4 o'clock. Bill, Carter's hanging around from on the line and uh, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer uh, here in the studio with Drew at the controls. Wow, we, went, we gave away seven pairs of tickets there in about uh, two and a half minutes. Drew was seriously busy. Uh, we will have some more tickets. Uh, we, uh, we we still have tickets for the series, Auburn and Southern Cal. We'll give some away, but a little later on. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you. Matt is already on the line, so we'll get to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Hey, Matt.
6: Hey, guys. Just curious, and I will to take the answer off air. Uh, what Whatever happened to Chance Westry? Is, is he in trouble, or is he just injured, or what's going on with him?
3: So Bruce Pearl talked a few weeks ago about the likelihood of Chance Wester getting a red shirt this year and so that is what they've been playing for since he said that Chance is not dressed out right. at any point during these games. He's not a guy that uh, has been very active in, you know, um, you know, prep or anything like that for Auburn in terms of like getting ready for games. So I don't think you'll see him the rest of the way this season. I do think Auburn was lining a thing up to get him a red shirt. What really happened with him was when he re injured that knee um, over the fall and he missed so much time, when he came back, he was just so far behind and was still having problems with that knee that it was kind of chalk it up as kind of a lost season for him. You want to maintain his eligibility and kind of spin it forward. Um, You know, it's not like a thing, it's not a case of like he's injured and couldn't play at all, but it's one of those things where it's like right now, kind of like with Johan Treor. Do you really have him in the rotation? You don't want to just because he's so far behind of, of where it's and it's it's a tough break. And really, I think if you're going to talk about the story of this Auburn basketball team this year, the fact that you didn't get anything from Westry it's or the last seasons
1: yeah. from your top two top two sides
3: and, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's tough because you, you feel completely differently about this team if you get something out oh, of yeah. both of
5: them. No question, uh,
3: for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the case with the uh, Westry right now. I you know, not gonna rule it out completely in case Auburn gets in an injury situation and they have to have him. But as it stands right think, now, he is he has been he has been pretty much shut down.
1: And and the numbers are I mean, he played in eleven games and you do the math. Auburn will have played thirty one games at the end of the regular season. They're gonna play a game in the SEC tournament guaranteed and they're gonna be in some postseason. Yes, so that's thirty three, and that would get you thirty three percent. Get you a third. Get you a, would qualify him for a medical redshirt.
3: Yeah, and so it's it's a smart a thing. Shirt. It's the it's a smart thing for do to do for him and, and and his career, just because yeah, he missed that time in this in the fall. I mean, I think that's that was the thing that he just it, it was so when he got thrown back into the fire, it just didn't it didn't click for him, and yeah. so he was having to he was having to really play from play from behind. It's a, a tough break for him, but um, Bruce Pearl is. Still very, you know, when you talk to him, he's still very confident that he thinks that both Westry and Traoré will be key pieces to what they do uh, mm-hmm. next season, and 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 you know, they're going to have to be.
2: It felt like when he came back, the game was going a little bit fast, and then I think the, I felt I think like he was timid. Like yeah, you know, too. And then his confidence yeah. got, got affected by it, and I think it would kind of <laughs> snowballed on him from there, and I think have you guys, uh, to protect him was to do that redshirt option. I, I was going to
1: ask, uh, have, have you guys either had uh, your, your knee scoped? No.
2: I've not. All right, okay. You know the injury he's I, I, got? I, uh,
1: huh? You know
3: the have you heard Bruce talk about the injury? I thought it was a torn he meniscus. It and was so, not. So what he has, it so he did get scope. It's scope and he has problem, but what the problem is is that his kneecap will dislocate. Like that is a serious, serious problem. And it's I something that's that. kind of horrifically yeah. painful. Yeah, and so he's like he says that he, he has this knee, he said it a couple of months well, ago. He has this knee problem where it's
1: like just what can you do about that? Yeah, it's it's it and it's one of those things where it's like that would result in. a... I can see that that would tear your meniscus, just your kneecap. Yeah, exactly. Okay exactly. So
3: he's always kind of, He's always been kind of struck. It's an old injury that has popped up now for him a couple of times, and it's just like, yeah, something wow. with his kneecap, and it just it doesn't it doesn't really really I, go well. So they got to
2: get him healthy. There's like a small ligament that holds the kneecap in place. Yes, and and I I have had that exact injury. I have dislocated my my kneecap. It's horrifically painful and there's like three ways that you can you can tear that ligament in the process of dislocating your your kneecap and um i was fortunate enough to have the one that only took 6 weeks to heal but some of them can take like 6 months yeah because see a lot of people
1: were going well it's just a torn meniscus it's not that big a deal and i i mean i can say i've had i've had 3 <laughs> 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 Two in one knee and one in the other. Uh, and, oh, it, it can be a pretty simple thing, but then all I was trying to do was walk. I wasn't trying oh, yeah. to run and jump immediately. Uh, so, I mean, there's, so, yeah, there's I mean,
2: varying degrees oh, of, absolutely. of meniscus tears depending on where you tear it and how much blood flow there is. Yeah, the, first, the first one I had. They cut pieces out or it heals on its own. The
1: first one I had, it was the Auburn uh High School football game that night, and I did the game that night went up the, went up to stands and didn 't really have a problem. Second one when they went in there, they only they, they knew there was a torn meniscus or yeah, i guess I guess two is menisci, whatever, but when he went in, he said ooh that's he found another one and it was the worst torn meniscus he 'd had, so yeah, I mean there are different degrees but but yes, the kneecap problem is something that 's uh, really big. Uh, Justin, I wanted to get um, your thoughts on how Auburn's roster looks next year. I mean, you're talking about Westry and Traor. Auburn's got a lot of seniors, but most of them can – Zepp Jasper, I believe, it's is the, the only, only one, one yeah. that that could not decide to come back. Yep. Yeah, both Allen – So, I mean, Flan- they're, they're all – it's, it's like a – boy, it's really sort of a, a – From
3: from a rotational question. standpoint, you could bring back both Allen Flanagan and Jalen Williams next year. I think it will be very interesting next week. When it's senior day, uh-huh. who goes through senior day? And, and, you know, you can go through senior day and still that, decide that, to come yeah, back. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't be, come but back. But it would be very interesting to see what the decision ends up being for Jalen and, and Allen. I think Al is a guy, especially the way he's played here recently, probably has more of an NBA upside, more of like a guy that you could see could be a second-rounder over, over a guy like Jalen just because of his I think both think, those guys can make both some of, money
1: playing somewhere next absolutely. year.
3: And it's just it depends on, like, are they ready to – Go ahead and, and pull the trigger on that, um, and, and then you look at it moving forward. Like you bring in Aiden Holloway next year,
1: and that's your only signee right now. It's your
3: only signee, you're not guaranteed to lose anybody else, and you'll be back to your full 13 scholarships this year because they will have used up the. Uh, that's if their... just
1: Zep left.
3: Yes, and, yeah. and you could you could uh, you can you can maximize uh, who you bring in, you know, and, and what happens there. I would not be – and I'm not going to sit here and say this guy or this guy or this guy, but like –
1: Wouldn't you, you think at least a couple of spots yeah, are going to yeah, open? Yeah, you would just feel I, I
3: like with sure. Devin – like like Devin Cambridge last year. Devin Cambridge would be a guy that if he was still on the team right now. He would play, but, you know, there's an opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. He got to go play with his brother at Arizona State, and he's getting a start now. That, that to me, seems like you could look it up and, and say, okay, there might be a situation where guys look around and say, you know what, I might be better off. Going and trying to find more playing time somewhere else. It's just the nature of college basketball. It's not like a no hard feelings kind of thing. But like every off season, there usually has been one or two where you just and 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 I'm not saying they're total stunners. Like I think the last total stunner was uh, was uh, Davion Mitchell. Davion yes. Mitchell. Davion Mitchell going to the portal was like, whoa, where did that come yeah. from? But you usually have about one or two of those each year. And then what does Auburn do after that? I think it's going to be a very big transfer portal heavy uh, time, but. A lot depends on you're your starting three and you're starting four right now. They could come back for a fifth year. They could also um, go to the NBA. And so it depends. I think those are the two biggest dominoes. And then whatever happens after that, I think it just depends on who moves, who doesn't, and how Auburn tries to reorchestrate everything uh, with, the, with the team. So that three and that four spot is going to be very interesting for, moving forward.
2: Speaking of Devin Cambridge, is it just something in the water out there in Arizona why he's having his best season whether it be from the field or he had a 13% jump in three point percentage this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where that came from because he was down at 22% last year. Yeah, no, it's I mean, we
3: guys shooting over year to year. I mean, I think when you start for 22%, you have a lot easier job of making that kind of jump. <laughs> no, fair. I just he's he's in a he's in a system where he's getting more opportunities. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's he's playing a lot more kind of ball. Uh, the ball's in his hands a lot more out there in the Pac-12 and 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 no disrespect to the league, but really outside of outside of UCLA and Arizona you're not you're not playing a murderers row every every night as well so we we'll, we'll see what uh, what what ends up with him but yeah i mean this is it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes cuz w- w- what what i just said is like hey you could lose your starting 3 and your starting 4 uh, from this team and but we just started this conversation with Chance Westry and Yohan Treor could be a big piece so like even if those guys leave you have people who at least are in the process of trying to get built up to maybe be those guys for Auburn moving forward. Um, And so I I will see, it it will be interesting to see what what happens. I expect some attrition, uh, but you know, I I don't expect Auburn to like go full Arkansas and just completely overhaul their roster this offseason. It's going
1: to be interesting though. It's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in as we continue here on the Thursday drive.
0: Up some more yardage on the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back
1: into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill Carter, Justin Ferguson for the Auburn Observer. Right, things have uh, calmed down just a bit. So, uh, Justin, while we've got a little bit, uh, there an awful lot going on, as, as we've been saying. Just uh, let everybody know what you've got going, what's what's up there at the Observer, what's coming up.
3: Yeah, so uh, right now the Observer, uh, you can check out uh, the breakdown from last night's game that we've got up there. Uh, tomorrow we'll have a mailbag that covers both basketball and football. Also, do have a podcast looking ahead to the Kentucky game that you can check out um, tomorrow for subscribers. And then, yeah, this week I've done uh, some football stuff. Looking ahead to, I mean, you know, next Monday. It's, it's four go time. days. It is go four time. days
1: from now. It's spring football practice.
3: So it's a perfect time to sign up. I'll be in. I'll be in uh, Lexington this weekend. Um, going to Auburn, Kentucky, and covering it from there. So we'll have a lot of coverage from that, and then we roll right on into spring ball and the and the end of the regular season in basketball. So perfect time to join AuburnObserver.com. dot com. It's six dollars a month or sixty dollars for the full year, uh, and you get two months uh free built into that and uh, everything we do gets sent straight to your email inbox you get pretty much one or two things almost every day of the week uh at uh, about 6 a.m central time so uh, if you sign up right now you'll get two things in the morning and you can check out everything we've got on the site right now and like i said ton of stuff coming uh because it's about to get super super busy around here
1: all right so you're headed to um to rup and and first time you've never been there right okay so if auburn wins they'll have to make sure you're there Every time Auburn yeah. plays up there,
3: yeah, considering the last time auburn they've only won twice, and the last time it happened uh i it was like five years before i was five and a half years before I was born, so yeah it's it's you know I might maybe I could be the good luck charm for Auburn, I don't know, but yeah, I'm what, looking what they looking don't forward realize
1: is is it's me, is it you uh yeah, because I, I get you. I, I was doing color in 88. and that's the last time I've been to up. Somebody needs to get you somebody needs to get you on the flight tomorrow. Yeah, well, nobody said anything.
2: I so, went I went in twenty nineteen. I'll tell, I'll tell Bruce. I went in twenty nineteen with uh some buddies of mine and we kinda Auburn had started to play a little, little bit better going in. We had we had a little bit of confidence and then PJ Washington who <coughs> was not place, exactly man a just dead eye 3 point shooter like hits five threes in the first 10 minutes and it was like oh this is over
1: already they always <laughs> they always have somebody it seems like against auburn that just, and if I remember just correctly, lights it up
3: if I remember correctly auburn wins out after that game
7: 19 oh, yeah. i think you're I right think so. i think you're yeah, right yeah. They, they went out all the way to all the, all the way, way to to the, the final, final four.
3: four so yeah this is uh you know i'm really excited for to, to go up to Rupp for the first time and and, and be a part of that and um, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Auburn plays because, I mean, this is a team that has not really gotten blown out this year. No, Auburn they, has they, played
1: they, sort of to its competition lately. Yeah. I it, mean, they played right with... Uh, now, of course, they blew out Missouri and, and Georgia, but, I mean... That was
3: the difference, though. Last night, we were talking about this, last night against Ole Miss compared to Missouri. When Missouri, when Auburn went up big on Missouri, when they got up by double Gs it was uh, over. Ball game. They had no... Yeah. Like, they folded. Ole Miss... Does not fold that team. No, Ole, Ole, Miss done it played, all
1: Ole Miss played their backsides off.
3: And, and that's the thing about Ole Miss. They've done that all year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they've only won two games. They are not a good basketball team. It's probably over over
1: for Kermit. But they fight. I mean, they they, they yeah. play hard.
3: They had just lost to overtime, in overtime to a, a Mississippi State team who had been playing really well recently. Um, they've got a couple of good road. But here is the thing: they win on the road this year, as Bruce was saying, heading into the game. They don't have
1: anybody there when they're at home, so they get to play with some energy. And you were there. You yeah. were there in Oxford. Oh, it, it looked like there were like a couple of hundred Ole Miss fans.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean Auburn. It was not a great Auburn crowd because it was a Tuesday night. Uh, oh, but it sounded midway.
1: like a great Auburn crowd. But, yeah,
3: it was just <laughs> because there were as about as many Auburn fans there as there were Ole Miss fans. So, also, I'm very fascinated to see. Don't want to, you know, don't want to dig the man's grave already, but um, Kermit Davis, it, it's, I thought it was going to be over for him last year, and mm-hmm. then everybody in the SEC made moves, and Ole Miss held held firm. They're going to be potentially the only team looking for a coach here in this cycle, the SC, what does Ole Miss do? Um, they've got facilities. Mm-hmm. They've got, I mean, uh, they have they can get in the mix and recruiting better than people they, realize. It
1: seems like they've got a pretty highly, at least one pretty highly touted signee. And mm-hmm. I know there are a bunch of other really top notch players yeah, got, for the next year or two that have been looking at Ole Miss very, very they got strong. The,
2: the Duke transfer Jamin Brakefield. he's on the roster is he still coming back next year i don't know i think then, so i think, I so. think, he, I think, I think he's so. just a junior this year former five-star former auburn commit Dacian ruffin who's been away from the team here the last few weeks dealing with i think some mental their class
3: their recruiting issues. class right now is pretty good yeah i thought so mm-hmm. and that was part of their range people were like ah oh, if they can kind of make it happen this year mm-hmm. maybe you keep keep coming around it's just i don't know it's if, not happening yeah so what happens next for for Ole Miss? And it's it so we saw this past cycle in the SEC, with the exception of Georgia going and getting my, uh, uh, Mike White from Florida. You see up and coming coaches from mid majors, exciting ones, you know, coming in. Matt McMahon at LSU, Lamont Paris, uh, you know, just uh, goes on and on. Todd Golden, um, you. What does Ole Miss do? Do they go that route?
1: Or oh boy, it seems like all the buzz, everything I everything everybody's talking about is Chris Beard.
3: Exactly. Yes. Chris Beard makes a ton of sense because somebody's going to jump back in with Chris mm-hmm. Beard and, and SEC team makes a ton of sense in that in that spot. And my hilarious, like Chris Beard ish answers. Is like somebody's going to call Rick Pitino and say, Hey, what's up, man? You wanna you wanna come get <laughs> one more big payday yep. for for Rick, who I mean, I own a plank. Really well, yeah, they really uh, for a for a uh, for a mid major. So
2: I mean, he's a great coach. <laughs> he has plenty of baggage. Maybe right, most exactly. baggage. I mean, Chris, yeah, Beard's, well. Chris
3: Beard's going to come in with baggage. Yeah, yes. yeah, I mean, every you know, every one of the bigger name guys. Usually, if you can pull, if you're going to be old
1: Miss, if you're going to, mm-hmm. if you're not going to go the route of, yeah, the reason they're not where they were. I mean, there's right. there's a reason. So. I
3: mean, like. And and there's some good, I mean, Chris Jans is a great hire, uh, for, for Mississippi State and what they've been able to do this year. Todd Golden's going to be a really good hire. Like there's some really, really good young, young up and coming coaches from these mid majors. And I guess Jans isn't young, but a guy up and up and coming guys from the, from the mid major conferences. Does Ole Miss do that? Or in an opportunity where it might not be as crowded of a, of a landscape and and a coaching carousel, do they? Go try to pull the trigger and, and and pick off somebody like Chris Beard. That's going to be the that's going to be fascinating because the thought from folks at Ole Miss is they look at Auburn and say, well, we can do that. We have the we have the arena. We have you know we, we just need to get people excited about about basketball. Yeah. And it's like if Auburn can turn into one of the better teams in the SEC, if you know, with the right coach, everyone wants to get. I mean, Tom Cream is the same way at Georgia. Obviously, that backfired, but there's. I know there's a lot of people in Oxford who who look at Auburn and say why can't we do that in basketball? Oh, sure. if Auburn can do it. And, and and to be to be completely fair, like yeah, there's no reason why you can't can't do that. Um so, do they go big game hunting here uh in the uh in the next couple months?
2: I do think if when Kermit Davis is finally um gone at Old Miss, there may be I don't know if by the time they make the hire, it's still happening, but there may be a sigh of relief for Bruce Pearl because he's like one of the three coaches in this conference right now that give Bruce the most trouble with Buzz Williams and Mike White. I mean, those three to me yeah. give Bruce and you've just, now, it, it and you've just more, now more one. trouble than their talent yes, on the roster it, it, it would it indicate. Matter. And this yeah. goes and this bad bad goes back to his time at Middle rostered.
3: Tennessee State because mm-hmm. like they would yeah. play really good competitive games when Bruce was at Tennessee. Um, but yeah, I mean, a point that Bruce made last night: four wins in a row against Ole Miss. Uh, this is the first time Auburn has won back-to-back games, or has swept the seasons. They they used to not play Ole Miss twice a year, every right. year, but it's the first time they've beaten Ole Miss twice in back-to-back seasons since '91 and '92, I think. Wow! Mm. Um, so a really good, really good since they became permanent rivals. This rotated or this uh, this current format, Auburn has not been this successful in bad to back years against Ole Miss, and that that says something.
1: Oh yeah, no question. All right. you? Yeah, you were obviously there last night, and you you uh, you you posted a picture uh, that of when the guys came out. I thought the court was going to tilt. Auburn Auburn introduced yeah. the newcomers that are going through. Well, not all of them, but most of them were there last night, and that was a large group. I don't large mean it, it was it was a pretty good number. <laughs> But I mean, it was a group of large young men.
3: Yeah, not everybody was out there, but like no, we didn't of, see
1: Baty because he yeah. he would, he would you know, or maybe he, he was maybe he walked in behind somebody and, and I couldn't just, see. Yeah, uh,
3: but yeah, monster. Did, you group, see group. Did they yeah. show the
2: guys on TV? Well, I mean, I, I, oh, were you I there? was there. I, oh, okay. I saw All it right. in person, and honestly, yeah, it's it's crazy. They were so big that somehow they made Lawrence Johnson, who's a three hundred pounder, look small out
1: there. I, I, yeah, well, I I thought I thought uh, you know uh, Demar uh, yeah Demario Tolan looked looked tiny <laughs> out there, and. Uh, uh I mean a couple of the linemen. Yeah, a couple of the linemen just look like they're not very big. Then you realize, no, guys like Clay Whedon are huge. Clay
3: Whedon is he's he's huge. a monster, man. He's just a huge, huge guy. Um and then, you know, my other big takeaway is Gunner Britton looks like a dude named Gunnar Britton. Like he if does. you if you were he saying does, like, like if you line he those guys like up and said which one of these guys is named Gunner, it's that one right there. <laughs> um but you know, yeah, big group of guys. Um, I know there's a lot of them uh, really excited. It'll, the linemen, the linebackers, especially. It's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of plugs in and fits it all together. A lot
1: of those guys have a chance to play early, early, oh, right yeah. away. Yeah, right that's away. why.
2: That's why you go into the portal. I mean, especially with the roster that was as depleted in certain spots that Auburn was. I mean, Auburn. What's the What's the stat, Ferg? I know you you know it. How many offensive linemen did Auburn land and when's over the? However many years was it Oh that they yeah. did the same
3: thing? Yeah, it was God. They landed like eight. Eight
2: is what they got. And it was, it was like, like eight
3: and seven four years. years or yeah. Something? Oh yeah. And they just got and they just got six in this in this last cycle. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's just you the, you needed those guys, the defensive linemen, you go back for Auburn in this past year, um, Auburn hundred and eighth in the country and run defense, and then you go out and get three three hundred pounders from uh, Power Five schools come in and transfer, uh, and and you know you need those guys right away. Uh, Justin Rogers is massive as well. Yeah, if, you want to t- if you want to talk about yeah, big dudes is. on that defensive side, but uh, yeah, I mean those guys really really looked the part. Seem to be very excited um, about what's about to get underway here on Monday. And um, you know, Bill, it's like you know I know you've you've covered uh, you've covered quite a few spring practices in in, in your day, and I, I mean this is. This is number, it's going to be number 10, 10 or 11 for me. Wow. And um, it's like this one, I go into it being like, man, this is very few like certainties that you have on this roster of who's going to yeah. play where, who's going to do what, mm-hmm. because you have, you know, your head coach is new. You're both your coordinators are new. Six of your other eight assistants are new. And you brought in a massive. Transfer class, you've got a bunch of new a uh, bunch of new freshmen coming in as well, and then it's just like, all right, who who's going to sort out where? Because as Hugh Freeze has said in multiple uh, interviews here the last couple of couple of weeks, and when we've got the opportunity to talk to him uh, on the road, it's just like, hey, clean slate. Yeah, I mean, you can watch dudes on film and say, "Okay, I think I know that you know where where we might put them out and start them out early," but it's going to be what can you do for me over these next fifteen practices, and then you start evaluating. I mean, and moving yeah, I there. guess
1: there there are very few. Is, is there anybody other than Dylan Wade who's played for any of the coaches? I mean, except for the the returning guys well, and, the, and the coaches or we have played
2: with with uh, Marcus. Marcus. That's yeah. right. That's, That's it. right.
1: That's it. But I mean, the rest of the new coaches that are coming in haven't ever coached these guys. So, okay. so players that you might think, well, oh, this guy's a left guard, maybe a right tackle or something. For I mean, all you know, I mean, you you have no idea where I, guys are going to wind up. I ta- was
3: I was talking about this the other day. The only the only thing I feel. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to try to put them out in my head right now. The only thing I feel hundred percent certain about there's two, three. I'll go three, three starting jobs I feel 100% certain about on this football team is that Jarkos Hunter is going to be your starting yes. running yeah, back. Yeah, he's
1: the first one that comes to mind.
3: Uh, that uh, you've got Oscar Chapman is going to be your starting punter. Yes. And, and you've got uh, Alex McPherson is your starting kicker.
2: I would say DJ I, James is the But but, I, but where
3: these guys yeah, play and true. how they line up. I think up. Marcus Harris. Marcus Harris I've makes I've got a pretty a, but good where, idea. Yeah, but yeah, where, that's where right. you line that's up right. and where you fit in it's all pretty I mean, much up for grabs after that and it's that's what even the wide, like you bring back Jerry yeah. oh, yeah. Johnson and coy that Moore. doesn't mean where they're do going to they line play? up that's where right you, where do you line them up
2: you you have that crop of freshmen that came in last year that showed some flashes do those guys overtake some of the guys that were playing more oh, yeah. snaps last year but i was about to go right there before you did it i was going to say there's only four guys that i think you can feel 100% are going to start in then and and Oh, and I can say specialists DJ. Oh yeah, and oh, Darqu- you can say
1: who I, starts. I, I, can, but where. I can say more than yes. four will start, but you can't say for sure at what position will they yeah, be I, where I they were a year fair. ago. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just saying like, because like we 100 yeah. percent
2: like. I you feel to oh, yeah. me
8: confident that secondary's DJ got James a lot of is
2: going to be on the outside at one of your. Starting corner spots, Maybe. and then I mean, fair, yeah. But I yeah. mean, it's it's not a long list because there's been so much turnover. But there's, there's so like no versatility.
1: Zach, Zach knows DJ right. and 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 Jaylen there's no there's no
2: versatility.
3: there's really no versatility of like <coughs> of like yeah. Your running back's gonna be your running back. Your kicker's gonna be your kicker, and your punters. Otherwise, <laughs> it's either a job that's gonna be up for grabs, or it's like this guy could play a number yeah. of different positions, or these guys could be a number. Offensive line's really interesting as well because it's like okay, you've got. Like, sure, Dylan Wade makes, makes a ton of sense as left tackle or right tackle, which, I mean, Gunner Britton, you can move right. there. Avery Jones, center, that feels pretty much, you know, locked in. Um, but then it's like, you know, what do, you, do any of those – what happens if Isaiah Miller is one of those guys that they really want to play right now, right? What happens – where does Jeremiah Wright best fit in with what Auburn wants to do on offense this year yeah. on the line? It, it can go anywhere. And the fun, the fun part about it is, is that we're going to spend these next few weeks learning a lot, but you're not going to get any real answers because there's about to be another portal window, mm-hmm. and then follows when things really, really start to click in because so much could change between now and, you know, when Auburn comes back to the practice field in August.
1: We need to get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in. Again, the Kia of Auburn hotline is 334-321-1390. Come on in here on the Thursday Drive. Welcome back in final segment of hour number one of the Thursday drive, and let's get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Inspector is up next. Hey, Specter.
7: Hey, are we still talking about Miller?
1: Well, we haven't really this thus far on this show, but sure, anything's fair game.
7: Well, listen, uh, I'm really confused. I, I was surprised to see him on the court last night, but but really, uh, I'm not surprised. but
1: well, I said yesterday I, I wouldn't be surprised. I told you what Wimp Sanderson said earlier, as because of what Nate Oates said yesterday, and I tried to explain it after the game, and Greg Byrne tried to explain it, but by saying we knew all that, and not having suspended him before, it would make him look like he's completely changed his story. By not playing him last night But I thought the, the, the word that came out yesterday When Greg Burns said We didn't know everything exactly. That gave them the opportunity to say Well we reassessed And we didn't realize some of these things And that's where they could have sat him out But I wasn't surprised that he didn't Because they didn't sit him out in the first place That's where he should have been sat In my mind He should have been suspended Back on the January 17th When they played Vandy
7: Right, exactly. That brings me to the question. NCAA, uh, I, I see in the future they may get Alabama for lack of institutional control. No,
1: nah, this doesn't have anything to do with institutional control. I don't believe it. It looks like lack of. Uh, it's not really control. It's lack no. of investigating and finding out, trying and further pursuing something. If the police, but if the police don't have anything any information that the athletic department could use. I thought it was interesting when Greg Burns said, well, we just sort of turn it over to the police. I understand that, but when it's one of your players, you better continue to check and make sure exactly what was going on. I can understand yeah. the police saying there are no charges against him, but I'd still want to know, what were you doing? What happened to put you in a place where something like that was going on?
7: I also- well, let me ask yeah. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Now, he used his car, right? Yes. To block block the other one? Well, way. he his uh,
1: car his car was there. I, I I am waiting. I really want to get the all the pieces of the puzzle in there mm-hmm. because that was according to um wh- according to the Harris family, his car blocked them in. But then according to Greg Byrne and uh brandon miller's attorney his car was there first and the jeep pulled in after i'm still trying to figure out how he got there before the person that uh that darius miles had texted about how did they know where he was going to wind up
8: well, it's, it, well, shoot. I, yeah, I, no I, kidding. I, I
1: mean, we're just getting into it. I, I don't mind getting into it. Tell you what, if you want to hang on, we, we'll, we can continue this,
7: spectacle. Yeah, yeah right. I'll hang on. All right.
1: Yeah, because I, I love it, man. I mean, I, I, watch, I watch a lot of these shows, and I like the pieces that get put together. We're missing quite a few pieces yes. right now. All right, hour number one in the books. Stay tuned. We're right back with the second hour here on the Thursday Drive.
0: ESPN 1067. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly. And W294 AR Auburn Opelika. This is Sports Center.
6: I'm Doug Brown. Aaron Rodgers is out of the dark. The 39 year old Packers quarterback left a darkness retreat in Oregon after staying there for several days. Rodgers is under contract for almost $60 million in guaranteed money for 2023, but hasn't decided if he'll play or retire. ESPN's Harry Douglas. The biggest fear of NFL owners right now is this league becoming what the NBA is
9: and players having those guaranteed contracts and then you have the biggest stars basically running the league.
1: That's their biggest fear. They don't want that. They want full control.
6: Harry Douglas on Fitz and Harry. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Rams will part ways with nine-time All-Pro linebacker Bobby Wagner, who signed a five-year contract less than a year ago. The team could save as much as $8 million against the salary cap. Adam also reports new Broncos head coach Sean Payton is hiring former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph as the team's new defensive coordinator.
0: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today.
1: or not well, doing something about it at the time.
7: I'll close by saying this. What about that Wendell Green last night?
1: Yeah, how about that, man? He yeah. was great down the
7: stretch. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. Have a nice evening. Appreciate it, Specter. 334-321-1390.
1: Three, 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 one, and uh, back to the phone. And Brett is up next. Hey, Brett.
10: Hey, Bill. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the chances of uh, Nate Oaks and Byron not knowing Everything about Brandon Miller's situation is is below
1: .01. That was, to me, the, the most unbelievable thing. Uh, one of the most unbelievable things that I have ever heard is when he said, you can't control these guys outside of practice. Uh, you, you, better, you better know what they're doing most of the time. You better have a guy like that that is worth as much as Brandon Miller. You better have somebody that has a clue as to uh, what's going on with him.
10: Yeah, well, I, I'm actually talking about being caught off guard by what, what was said in um, court the other day. Yeah,
1: if, if they – well, well, well,
10: well he, I, I can't I, – I,
1: can, go ahead.
10: I, I can assure you the University of Alabama Athletic Department or whatever were the ones who got him the attorney, which there's nothing wrong with it. They, they should, just like if he gets hurt, they should get him a good doctor. So. They got the attorney, and it's not like they just stood there and said, "Well, you know, I'm not going to ask anything. I'm not going to even try and know what's going on." They they know everything about what
1: went on that night. Well, and see, and that's what Greg Byrne said yesterday. That was just like, "Really? That? Well, we we don't we don't really investigate. We leave that up to the, the legal uh, folks." So it's like, "What? So you don't you don't." know or are interested when a a player who at the time was still on scholarship Darius Miles was still a member of the Alabama basketball team when when that murder happened
10: oh yeah but 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 the big thing is you know they certainly anyone with a brain a functioning brain knows that they asked asked what, what, what all had gone on. I mean, first of all, the people like the DA, uh the chief of police, those people were put in those positions by people with money in that area. I mean, you, you don't win an office or get selected to that just because, you know, hey, I think I want to be the DA. That, those people are placed there by the people with power. And you, you can be assured they knew everything about that. I mean, yeah, it, once again, I, I don't think he's going to miss a single game. I don't think he's going to be charged because based on what attorneys have said, it didn't break a law. However, Alabama's making it look like a cover-up by doing something like that. I, I agree. Mean, they know, and they knew.
1: If they don't, then they're incompetent and they shouldn't be in their positions.
10: <laughs> Bill, you and I both know they knew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, but you've got to say that. I mean, if they keep claiming they don't know – then they, they, they ought to be somebody in that job that does. All right. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate it, Brett. Twelve minutes after five o'clock, anything, guys, before we uh, move on? I've been sort of jumping in there with, with the callers.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I just think that this is – I think there's a lot to be um, learned, more that will come out about the Brandon Miller situation as we sit here, and I think that I don't know if – I don't know if all the questions are gonna get answered when it's all said and
1: done. I've got I've got a few questions. I mean there there are still holes. Like I said, I love following mm-hmm. things, you know, mystery movies and books and stories and, and trying to fit the pieces in there. I've got a few questions. I wonder, you know, all right, so according according to um the attorney, um, you know, Brandon Miller got there and it basically as soon just right after he got there, um the the shooting began and His car was hit a couple of times. He never left his car, according to. So I guess he's ducked down in the front seat or something because his windshield was hit twice. But it said he left immediately after the shooting. Um, And then apparently a little while later, shortly thereafter, Darius Miles called 911 from an apartment about three miles away. Darius Miles, I thought he'd needed a ride. How did Darius Miles get home? Who who took him? Yeah, um, the other thing is we've been talking and, and hearing about Brandon Miller's car blocking. Well, if Brandon Miller's car was there first and the jeep came, when did Jaden Bradley's car get there? Nobody's even asked anything about that. There are just all kinds of little pieces in this that I think are interesting. And you know what? We may not find out for a long time. It's not like on TV and in the movies. They're not going to come back You know, next week. They're going to be selecting the jury, and then we're going to find out all the info. This this could be a long yeah, this time. Is
2: gonna, this is going to hang over at least Brandon Miller, in my mind, well past the NBA draft because it's a legal process, and we know how slow those can take. I mean, they, they're like, I don't know. This is just this. – I've never seen a situation like this playing out in my lifetime with a – Uh, On a stage like this, with the best player on potentially the best team in the country, um, in the middle of a season, and it's it's truly it's horrible, and it's I don't even know how to really describe the way that it just it's kind of hanging over the college basketball world right now.
3: You know. And my and my my old thing about this is is I mean the only thing I have to say is you know no matter who you are in this in this scenario I think what people need to and I'm not again I'm not going to accuse anybody who's called or said anything so far I'm not doing this all but just online and all that we got to all keep in mind and keep at heart that th- that somebody died Absolutely. that somebody was murdered yep. in this case. Mm-hmm. And when we when when people talk about it either too flippantly or focus on the sports aspect of it or too much, it really is really disheartening because this is a tragedy. Oh, no yes. doubt. And, it, and right. it affects so many people. And yet, you know, I hate when situations like this, when these very serious real-life situations come up and some people are more prone to, and again, I'm not saying anybody here
1: or anybody who's called No, in. it becomes a rivalry thing.
3: And it becomes a sports thing, yeah. and it's like, it, no this is that 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 is not it and and yes. um it's it just it, i mean the whole the whole thing is just every talking about it reading about here about it, it just it it just really really is so disheartening just because it's like you know somebody lost their life and 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 this is you know it's 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 just a tragedy it's just a tragedy it's just really really tough for me to
1: kind of have to have to sit, oh, sit yeah. here and talk about you. this i know it is i mean it's one of the more difficult things to talk about because yeah, we don't absolutely. know and people yeah. are just assuming this and that and you have to try to go the the thing right now i pay the most attention to is what the detective said sure i mean that's the police report that's those should be facts and other than that it's like you know you you hope that uh you can you can you know follow things along but uh but, yes, I, I, I agree with you, Justin. Let's get to our first break. We've got a full bank of calls. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We've got a couple of more pairs of tickets for tomorrow's opener against uh, with, with Auburn and Southern Cal. First couple of folks that call in can get tickets for tomorrow's 6 o'clock Auburn-Southern Cal baseball game. So uh, we'll clear the lines as quickly as we can. Uh, it, it'll be a minute or so because we've got to get to a caller or two. So stick with us here on the Thursday Drive
0: Welcome back into the drive here
1: on this Thursday. Hey, a reminder coming up in about 15 minutes It's Tiger uh, Tiger Takes with Zepp Jasper. So we'll talk with uh, the Auburn guard about Auburn's win last night and getting ready to go to Lexington. Right now, let's get right back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. Who do we have up first? I think it was James. Hey, James.
11: Hey, guys. Um, I can't agree with y'all any more than y'all already stated, especially about There's a victim in this case, Mm -hmm. and it's not what I really wanted to talk about, but you brought up a good point. There's a victim in this case, and to me, even though I'm not an Alabama supporter, it looks really incompetent when university officials say, well, I don't know what went on or I don't know nothing. Because to me, I would think if I was the university attorney, I would tell them, let's not make public statements like that.
1: Oh, absolutely. the ones that
11: are going to get us in trouble.
1: No, NATO, NATO should have been prepped before his first press conference yesterday, and it, it was no surprise that the hearing was going to be yesterday either.
11: Yeah. Well, the thing I caught in about was I read that little article. I think it was in the Montgomery Advertiser, I think, talking about uh, – uh A. D. Cohen was talking about upgrades to the facilities at Auburn. Uh-huh. What do you think his idea for facility upgrades at the baseball stadium is gonna be other than
1: add more seating? Well, I mean premium seating is is the uh is, is the main thing, but I mean if you look at you look at what uh they did at Mississippi State when he was the you know, he was the A D over there when they uh they turned it into a palace. I mean, I think, you know, baseball is very, very dear to him. Uh, having played and coached and then been the AD there at Mississippi State. So, um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, you know, we, we've seen and heard all that the talk of the premium seating and, uh, it going up down the first baseline and then the, the seats on the green monster as well as, um, you know, much more down, down the right field and out in the right field corner as well. So, I mean, I think it's something that could be used as uh, you know sweets for for baseball and for tiger walk during football i think that's something that you're going to see
11: do you think we'll ever get back to upgrading the uh, stadium, football stadium? Absolutely. The Jordan-Hare Stadium? Absolutely. Um,
1: you know, John mentioned that when, when we were talking to him. He brought that up, the north end zone. I think that's something, Justin, that that is way, way overdue. Yeah. And, yeah. and premium seating, I think, is the, is, is going to be the focus there as well. That as well as something in addition to the uh, replacing the old, old, Scoreboard,
3: yeah. I mean, it's 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 the thing that really kind of I don't want to say it's holding Jordan here back because it's still a great it's sort of a sore thumb, stadium, but it does stick out, especially with as much you go around the SEC and you see how many renovations and how many mm-hmm. facelifts have happened to these stadiums. Um, yeah, that's that's long overdue, and hopefully he can be uh, the AD at Auburn that uh, actually you know gets it done uh, because it's been talked about for a very, I think very he's long going time. to yeah, it's been talked about for a very long time.
1: Appreciate the call, James. John is up next. Hey, John. Hey guys, uh, I, I heard the
5: prior comments, and we do need to do renovations for uh, Jordan Hare Stadium. But I'll be brief. I really wish your show was satellite ready, not terrestrial. And I'd give you my real thoughts about Brandon Miller. Um, but I don't know if you guys saw the published report today, quoting the uh, stepfather of Jemiah Harris, the girl that was gunned down. I did. Kalusha. I
1: did. And I and I yeah, I, I agree completely. The uh, statements from, uh, from Nate Oates, uh, and I thought he was being uh, kind by saying god-awful um, what he thought of what Nate Oates had to say. And, and again, I'll, I'll repeat that if Alabama didn't know what was going on, that's, uh, that, that's just an, an absolute travesty and a shame.
5: It is, and he went on to actually say in the article I read that basically Alabama's dribbling a basketball stained by the blood of a young mother. And I think it's absolutely just disgusting that Brandon Miller is allowed to play. And uh, just to be very honest, and this may be a little bit over the top, I'm absolutely fine if i them put stretch in the game. And when uh, Brandon Miller comes down the lane, we uh, provide a few hard fouls. Maybe there needs to be some on-court justice. It's, it's disgusting, and I cannot believe there's not an adult in the room that says we cannot play this guy. And if this was Jabari Smith last year, I would want him trespassed from campus. I wouldn't even want him on the team. So I'm very proud of the program Pearl Run that we don't have trash like that in our program. Uh, John from Huntsville, I appreciate it, guys.
1: John, I generally agree with with most what you say. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't think we know exactly Brandon Miller's involvement. I think we have an idea. I think he should have been suspended, but uh, no, I, I, I absolutely don't don't uh, don't want to go that far. Have we given away a Saturday? W- all right, Saturday's gone. All right, well, I was wanting to give away Friday tickets oh, a while ago is what I'd ask people is. to call no, in for Friday. Is. So we have two pairs of tickets for Friday. Yeah, we're out of Saturday tickets. We're going to hold the Sunday tickets. Uh, we only have two pairs of those left. We'll hold those until tomorrow. So if you'd like Friday tickets, call in, let us know. I think uh, Jeremy, is it Jeremy up next? Hey, Jeremy. Hey, guys.
4: Jer- Jeremy wants two tickets to the Friday games.
1: All right, good. Put Jeremy down for two of the Friday tickets. All
4: right. <laughs> um. Hey. The, the my real issue you are kind of everybody's almost up to the line did you see greg burns interview
1: i uh, just saw a where, couple of clips of it i did not see the whole where, interview
4: where he he said it's not their in their, not their job to investigate
1: i did and that's what i was saying i think that's ridiculous think and if that's the way they you, if they feel that way then, go ahead are
4: y'all familiar with his are y'all familiar with, with the issues that he had when he was at the university of arizona
1: Ooh, I hadn't thought about that.
4: He had he had an assistant track coach blackmailing one of their female student athletes over a relationship that they were having. Um, and absolutely refused to, to look into it. Um, lawyers, he, he was notified that it was going on. Lawyers at the school was notified that it was going on. They brought the assistant coach in there, and when he denied it, and he Greg Byron apparently asked him directly. If we ask the girl, what is she gonna tell us? And of course the assistant coach kind of rambles on about whatever whatever he thinks she might say. They never interviewed the girl. They did not want to know.
1: That that is uh that that's unbelievable. I mean you he
4: and it's the exact same thing now it's the exact same thing now he absolutely and and the university has
1: decided they do not want to know well i i feel more and more as the story continues that the um you know the uh, obviously the, the the murder is the the absolute worst thing here but of the of the remaining um, characters in the athletic department, Brandon Miller may be the least. Um,
4: he, he may be the least of their problems. Yes, yes. I agree. I, I agree 100%. Greg Greg Byrne, I don't I'm I don't go down this path very. But Greg Byrne is a sleazeball, an absolute sleazeball. Well, I don't know. I, believe, I just I just can't, can't believe,
1: imagine Trevor. any. I can't imagine any athletics department not wanting and pursuing every bit of information possible uh on, on any of their you know any of their student athletes. Appreciate yeah yeah team I team I, team I, team I gotta so run I'm Jeremy. Excited. We're 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 running way behind. We'll get to Michael quickly before we've got to get to our bottom of the hour break coming up. Hey Michael
8: Hey uh Bill how are you? I'll
1: be, <laughs> okay. I'll
8: be very, I'll be very brief. Um, your previous caller if Greg Byrne, I mean, that was only about 37 federal hey. violations of civil rights laws. But what I wanted to call about is this stuff about well, Greg this, Burn, or whoever the hell he is, saying, well, we can't control him outside uh, of practice. We Under our previous successful basketball administration, and I'm going back to the late 90s when Cliff was there. We, My brother and I were good friends with Jacob and Shannon Weaver, who I'm sure you remember. Oh, yes. And, uh, okay. They used to tailgate us. With us on Big Football Weekend, they couldn't get anything. They had student assistants trailing every one of those. That ba- I mean, I remember Shannon saying, "Well, what's he doing now?" Uh,
1: oh, if well, you don't if you don't think that that coaches uh, you know want to know and need to know where everybody is uh, as close I, to twenty four seven, then you then you're crazy.
8: My niece used to get a printout every Monday morning saying. Tuesday at 11 o'clock, so-and-so is supposed to be in his geography class. Make sure he's there. Stay for 20 minutes and make sure he doesn't come out. Report to us. And the players knew that she and others were following them to make sure they went to class. I mean, it was a, a sort of a hoot, but it worked. I just, I remember Shannon and Jacob spending all weekends on cell phones wanting to know Where are they now, and where are they headed?
1: Michael, let me ask you this. Do you think that anything could happen with an Alabama football player that Nick Saban wouldn't know every single detail of it within minutes?
8: Oh, yeah. Well, you probably remember this, but if you remember Jacob, he practically lived with Chris Porter that last two years. He said the one time he turned his head is when the damn agent got there. Uh,
1: they knew what those guys
8: were doing 24-7. You've got to. Anyway, really I know you're up against the clock. Thank you.
1: Appreciate the call, Michael. Um, Justin, I know you've got to head out. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, one more time, let everybody know what all you've got coming up and how they can get the Observer.
3: Yeah, com. $6 a month, for $60 a year to sign up. Got a mailbag and a podcast out tomorrow morning talking the Kentucky game, talking spring football. A whole lot of stuff going on I'll be uh being lexington this weekend for coverage from there, so we'll have a lot of stuff from up there and then we're rolling right into it monday with uh with spring football, so looking forward to uh, everything we got going on uh, at the observer. perfect time to sign up.
1: Have a good trip up to Lexington and back, and uh, I'll see you sometime next. I'm hoping we get a chance to watch a little.
3: Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping we're, uh, we'll, we'll uh, be seeing each other quite a bit uh, out at the new practice field. Here
1: all right, man. Have a good weekend. Week.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you. All.
1: all right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Zeb Jasper joins us. Tiger takes on the other side here on the Thursday Drive.
0: live on the drive <laughs> the drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 and online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at the drive at espnau.com Welcome back into The Drive here
1: on this Thursday afternoon. Let's see, wanted to let everybody know we've uh, we've given away the baseball tickets for Friday and Saturday. We'll hold the Sunday. We've got a couple of pairs of tickets left, and we will give those away on tomorrow's show. Yeah, Auburn and Southern Cal... Series that was supposed to be out on the West Coast, going to be played here at Plainsman Park. And it looks like great weather for that. All right. Welcome back in. We've got about uh, 25 minutes left to go here on the Thursday edition of The Drive. And it's time now for our weekly Tiger Take segment brought to you by Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. Or you can find him on the web at Also Law dot com. Bill and Carter here in the studio, Drew at the controls, and uh, we welcome in once again Auburn Senior Guard Zepp Jasper into the drive. Zepp, uh, how you doing, man? Congratulations on the win last night.
9: Thank you. How y'all doing? How y'all doing
1: today? Doing pretty good. You know, we ought to do this like uh twice a week so that uh you know that if 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 uh you know it seems like we bringing you on after wins you know, we just uh, we ought to go ahead and just do this thing twice a week, so that we'd make sure we win. Uh, we win twice a week.
9: Ooh, that'd be good. That'd <laughs> be good because it seems like every time we get on here, I, I get a win. Yeah. And um, you know, if this that that works, I would love to get on here twice a week because I guess it might be a good little charm for us.
1: Yeah. Let, let's talk about last night. I mean, uh, uh, you, you go in. Auburn went in as a pretty solid favorite, uh, and and it looked like you know you're on your way to a comfortable win there early in the second half, but got to give Ole Miss credit. I mean, they're a team that has struggled to get wins, but they play hard, and uh, they they really get after it, and they they were able to uh, uh, to come back and, and uh, bring it all the way down to the wire.
9: Well, you know, we know Ole Miss is going to come in the game and play pretty tough and hard. You know, when you got those teams that, you know, their season is almost over, you know, they got nothing to play for. You know, you're playing for your pride. You're playing for your family. Last time you've been at Jersey, last time they've been at Jersey. So it's like, you know, they come to Auburn Arena with, a, um, you know, great crowd. You know, last time we went to Ole Miss, their crowd wasn't that, you know, pumped up, but, right. you know, it's all, it always feels good to get, you know, to know your team is like two and 13 in conference and you go into an environment that, you know, is known, well known, that one of the best venues in college basketball. Um, so we knew they was going to come in, you know, with a lot of pride and energy. You know, and just play hard and tough, you know, like with two games being on their schedule. Um, you know, that's all they got with like eight seniors on their team. You know, this is their last go-around, so we knew what type of game it was going to be.
2: Zep, when you uh, look at the numbers, y'all are starting to shoot the three a little bit better. You're starting to shoot really well at the free-throw line. Are y'all starting to feel more confident uh, at the line and from, from behind the arc, and is that something that y'all are looking to build on going forward?
9: Um. Well, you know, we knew shooting would improve without a doubt. Um, it ain't really nothing we, you know, look at really too funny, but you know, free throws is always something that we want to keep on a positive side because, you know, um, there's been a lot of foul calls called in the SEC, as we all know, and free throws is key to winning games. You know, down the stretch, the last four minutes of the game, you got to be able to make free throws. So that's very important in basketball, you know, coming to these late SEC games because down the stretch, You're going to get fouled. You're going to get fouled or you're going to have to take shots or miss shots. But, you know, the biggest thing is making free throws, getting to the line, making sure the right people on the court. So there'll be things I'll be interested in and things to be interested in the team, you know, and, you know, just having 80% above guys on the floor and having guys that can make them.
1: Yeah, it was twenty two of twenty four last night and and that's something I know a couple of the things Bruce has been really talking about is those last four minutes, like you said, last four minutes getting stops, getting to the free throw line. And uh uh I, I know you didn't want to just have have to do that last night. It would have been great to just go ahead and when you got to the twelve point lead win by twenty five, but I think a great opportunity there when you guys are tied with five minutes to go that you do do exactly that you make those stops and you get to the free throw line and you guys make them all down the stretch
9: oh yeah it's very important um because you know like I said those guys came in playing hard and tough um with the last five minutes of the game it's being tied up with us been having struggles in the last five minutes and closing out games um not being able to make the right decisions but also not playing defense in the last five minutes and also the other team Making the shots they need to make, and us not doing what we we're supposed to do on offense. So it's very important that we make those free throws. It's very important that we get those stops in the last five minutes of the game.
1: Oh, ab- absolutely! You come come down to it now, heading into the uh, final three games of the year. You're you're tied for fourth. Boy, I don't know if you've ever heard this term, but, but back in the day, Auburn football used to play what, uh, what Coach Dye called Amen Corner in football. They'd always finish with Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Well, you've got, you've got some kind of uh, Amen Corner coming up here with at Kentucky, at Alabama, and Tennessee. That's quite a challenge, but, I mean, that's the kind of challenge that, uh, that, that you don't mind. I mean, you want to be playing the best. If you want to be the best, you've got to be playing the best, and that's what you've got coming up.
9: Oh, yeah, um that's something that you know that's been in store. you know these last three games coming up is gonna be a tough slate. um We know we at least got to get one of these games. These games are very important, but as we all know, the last five minutes of the game has been all weakness, but I feel like you know over the past few weeks, you know, we't made a couple mistakes, but we didn't learn from our, our mistakes also, so I believe you know in every game, these last three games. That they're going to be close, but we're going to have the, the wisdom. We're going to be strong enough to finish those games and get stops and make free throws and make the right plays to finish them and fin- to finish out on top, to get a top-four seed. That's the biggest thing on this three-game slate. We need to be in that top-four seed to get a bye, you know, coming to that SEC tournament in Nashville through the 8th through
1: 14th.
2: Yeah. Go, go ahead, Carter. Zep, on uh, Saturday, y'all are going on the road to Rupp, a place that's uh, one of these – very talked about, publicized, hostile environments, very big arena. Uh I think it might be your first time playing in Rup if I'm correct with that. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh <laughs> how excited are y'all as a team to, to, to go into a venue like that and take on a, a Kentucky team on Saturday.
9: Oh, um, we're very excited. You know, that's been a place I wanted to play as a kid. I dreamed of playing there. Um, one of the best coaches in college basketball, I've been coaching for a good little minute. Um, as a team, we, we're very pumped because some of us haven't played there. And, um, you know, a great Kentucky team that came in here last year in Neville Arena, um, with a hostile environment. I would expect the th- same thing in Kentucky Arena. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that you look at, look at as a kid and you'd be like, man, I want to get a chance to play in that arena. I don't care. If, I don't care what I do in life. That's somewhere I want to play. But also, know, with me being in the moment right now, something that will also be special to me and the team is getting a win in Rupp Arena, which you visualize when you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning and say, man, I got to win in Rupp Arena. That's the thing that I dreamed of as a kid. And I want to get that super bad so I can brag
1: on it my whole life. Oh, it's, it's a legendary place. And, uh, yeah, it's been more, it's, it's been a couple of minutes since Auburn's won there. 1988 was the last time that Auburn won up there at, uh, at Rupp. This is a Kentucky team that they've had their ups and downs as well. I mean, South Carolina went in there and knocked them off, but they've been playing much better down the stretch. I know a lot of people, uh, look at this team and they think of, of, of Shebway and Toppin and company, but, uh, you, you can't relax. On their guards because uh, they may not shoot a ton of them, but they're the best three-point shooting team in the league.
9: Um, you know, um, I think it. You know, they're a great offensive team, but you know, that that guy Oscar, he's one of the best big men in the country, if not one of the best, man, best best big man. He is the best big man. He's outside, a returning player
1: of the fact. year in the nation. Yeah,
9: yeah, outside of. Uh, Outside of Zach Eady, I look at him as one of the best big men in the right. country. And, um, you know, he's just one of those guys. He's the head of the snake. He does a lot of great things. And, and, you know, he's just one of those guys that we have to stop. We have to stop him off the boards, you know, from points. We stop him, I feel like we got a greater chance. But Austin Sheway, he's just one of those guys that he's a monster. He's got that dog in him. And I applaud his game. But, you know, um, we, we're going to be up for a task with him. You know it's going to be a tough one, but it ain't nothing that we didn't face that we can't handle.
1: Well, I, I feel like uh, you know you, you, you've got some guys that are that are really coming into their own. Janai is playing really, really well. We've seen Jalen, especially in the first half, the last couple of ball games, uh, really get off to quick starts. So, I mean, um, you, you've got you've got some counters.
9: Oh yeah, we got some counters with Dylan and Jani. Um Those guys know that it's going to be a tough task for them this weekend. But those guys are ready. They're built for, they're built for it. And, um, it's just things that, you know, you get your mind prepared for, like going to sleep, getting the right, getting the right food in you. And it's just going to be a tough game. You know, this is a game that, you know, they've been waiting on that's been marked on their schedule because we got a lot of guys that, you know, came from nothing that, you know, a lot of guys doubted. But I believe in, I believe in our big man. And I believe that they can, the task that they're going to have, I believe they're going to succeed it. I believe they're gonna do great things and I believe that we can win the game with those guys stopping Oscar Shiway.
1: Well I, I believe that uh that, that Zepp Jasper and, and this Auburn team believes that they're gonna go up there and, and uh and and do everything they can and have the opportunity to win that ball game as well.
9: No doubt. No doubt. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one, but um like I said, I believe we can do it. And without our fans you know, without our fans being in that arena, with it being nut, but blue in there, they believe in us too. They believe we can make it happen. And, you know, with all my heart, we get this game, I feel like we can we can gain momentum.
1: No doubt about that, Zepp. Uh um, we really appreciate again, really appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. Everybody wishing you guys the, the best of luck up in Lexington, up at Rupp Arena on uh Saturday. Before we let you go, uh, again remind everybody how they can keep up with you.
9: Instagram is R-I-P underscore Q-U-A-N-12. Twitter, R-I-P
1: underscore Q-U-A-N-5. All right, Zep. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, Best of luck to you guys this weekend. Thank you. Zep Jasper joining us as he does on Thursday's Tiger Takes, proudly presented by Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. We'll reopen the phone lines. Stick with us here on the Thursday Drive.
0: Drive continues, continues. continues. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
1: Welcome back in. Final uh, five minutes or so here on the Thursday Drive. Uh yeah, it's been a been a busy show. Uh, obviously we we talked some uh uh we talked a lot of Auburn basketball early on and then uh, talked a little football with with Justin Ferguson with um with spring football practice underway in just 4 days. Just uh yeah, that's it's hard to believe. I mean, here we are. It is early. It's early for spring football. I mean, it usually doesn't get started until sometime around spring break. And it seems like spring breaks even earlier this year than usual, March sixth through tenth. Um, but but yeah, Auburn will uh, start spring football practice next week, then take the week off for spring break, come back, and go all the way up until August the a. Excuse me, April the eighth, August the eighth. No, April the eighth for the A Day game. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, we've got agreed huge. I mean, this next week and a half going to be really interesting. You look at the SEC standings and basketball. And there's so many things that could could move. I mean, look, Alabama and Texas A and M look like they're going to finish one, two, uh, and we'll see. I mean, if A and M makes it through their through their schedule here, I mean,
2: that they, they've got could a be difficult be for schedule. Before the one seed, it yeah. could be, and I mean, with the with what we saw out of Alabama last night, I think that Arkansas team is talented enough and starting to find its its stride to give. Alabama some trouble. Yeah, you in got got to
1: yeah, you got to think so. I mean, Arkansas is not a team that anybody wants. I think right now. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, Arkansas is going to be a team that may not get a great seed in the NCAA tournament, but whoever draws them, that's going to be brutal for them. Yep, yep they they won their last couple of ball games. I mean, you look, um,
1: Auburn is at Lexington. If Auburn were to beat Kentucky, they're tied for third and would have the tiebreaker yes. over the Wildcats. Um, wow. I mean, that's how crazy this is. As disappointing as it seems to some Auburn fans, it's like, yeah, the win last night wasn't as impressive as you'd like. Auburn right now is tied for fourth. There are a lot of teams that have, have lost ball games that you go, oh, man, how did that happen? Yeah, Auburn to Vandy. But, I mean, Vandy to LSU. Vandy had moved into a tie with Auburn until last night. And right now, uh, one game back of Auburn and Tennessee you've got Missouri Arkansas and Vandy all at 8 and 7 and then Florida 7 and 8 i mean who knows how things are going to shake out here uh for for the uh, you know for the, for the last week and a half in the conference
2: yeah i mean I, I just feel like college basketball this year has been very a lot more even it's fewer a lot teams more competitive fewer really? dominant teams in, right. in conferences i mean you look at the acc there's 5 teams within or 4 teams within no 5 teams within 2 games yeah. of first place right now with with Drew's Miami Hurricanes sitting uh, on on top of everybody in that league right now I, even though that that league is a little bit down but like the 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 Big 12 there there's a big pack in the middle of ranked teams that are all fighting for sheeting in that tournament uh I mean the Big East has a bunch of ranked teams that are all you have a three-way tie right now for second place in that league, two games back of first place. Uh, all ranked teams. I mean, it's it's so interesting just how spread out it feels like. Other than like well, how, Houston in the American, and I mean that's really it. That's the only team that, that's just like running away with their confidence. Right, and put put them in in
1: one of the you know in one of the I big mean, leagues. Let's let's see. I mean, typically Gonzaga, but <clears> St.
2: Mary's is right. there right there this year. Well,
1: there are just so many teams. That you feel like on any night can beat just about anybody else in their conference, with the, with the exception of a few teams dotted around the country. I mean, um, you know, back to back to the SEC, there's six teams within two games of each other and battling for third place. Third through ninth are separated by two games.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the. <laughs> It's the same way when you look in uh, in just all across college basketball. I mean, granted, the Big Ten's a mess because of all these different stoppages that different teams have had. There's so many they've all played such different amounts of games. Third to eleventh uh, in that conference is all separated by three games or less. Yeah, I that's, mean, it's that's it, it, how
1: competitive it's been, and that's great. But it's very frustrating at times because you you get a feeling that, oh, this team's really good because they win a couple. Then all of a sudden a team that you don't think is very good beats them. But then look out, that team may win two or three. That's sort of what happened with Vandy coming along. Now, I don't expect LSU to win out or anything like because they beat Vandy. But, I mean, there's so many of these teams and you think, okay, now you understand. Look at the last week and a half here in the SEC. There's going to be crazy turnover in the standings. And that's what Zepp was talking about you know, you want to try to get there to the top. If Auburn finishes in the top four, they're in it's, the NCAA tournament, and they probably won. You know, they've won at least one of three, at least one of the last three. They probably have to win top, two.
2: Yeah, to finish in the top forty, might have to win two just because there's so many schools right there in that pocket.
1: I wonder if the Auburn Tennessee game may like come down to a uh, that 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 may be. Of the game for fourth, where that like we were talking about Alabama and A and M, maybe the game I think for that's, first. That's
2: totally reasonable. I mean, and you've got, I mean, you still have Missouri, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, all, I guess technically, and I mean technically, Florida, I guess, is still in yeah. the hunt for the four seed down there.
1: Yeah, they're three games back with three to go, so that's probably well, of the, of the statistically seed, the impossible. Seed,
2: they're, they're just oh, back. that's
1: right, two back. That's right. Yeah, we'll we'll try to do the bath a little bit more. Uh, but we're out of time. Fun show here on this Thursday. Our thanks to Justin Ferguson for being with us for the first hour and a half. Zep Jasper joining. Thanks to Carter for...